first step to the final phase. Industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw and Columbia City. Go to rbcarcompany.com. Michigan is a mess. I recently fled Michigan. <laughs> Got out just in the nick of time. Uh, and, and we actually thought, we thought that that might have been a bad decision. We were trying to stay in Michigan, but ultimately things didn't work out. We ended up back on the Indiana side of the border. And then Gretchen Whitmer got in there, and we actually got pretty darn lucky. We know a lot of you are still stuck behind enemy lines, but there are plenty of people on the Republican side that are running to fix the state of Michigan. One of those individuals happens to be Tudor Dixon. Uh, Tudor, how are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. I, I, you know, I appreciate the time, and you're the first of the, the gubernatorial candidates to reach out to the show, and and we appreciate that, but... Let's just start with the easy softball stuff, and then we'll get into some of the more nuanced stuff and the local stuff, shall we? COVID has been a disaster under Gretchen Whitmer. I I, I don't know yeah. how else to phrase it. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. COVID was a total mess in the state of Michigan. We had, not only did we have businesses closed down longer than other states, our schools were closed down longer than other states. We ended up with a crisis with nursing homes. Across the board, her policies hurt the state of Michigan. Then you, so you got the nursing home issues where she put young sick people in with senior citizens, which was at the time being advised against by the CDC. She did that. We ended up having this horrific uh, elder abuse case, which led to the deaths of more senior citizens with a hate crime with this uh, young guy. Then you end up with, you're not allowed to travel around the state, but my husband can. You're not allowed to travel and go to restaurants, but I can. You're not allowed to go to Florida, but me and my senior health staff can. It seems like throughout COVID, Gretchen Whitmer has just been a prime example of do as I say, not as I do. Well, right. And she also showed her true colors because when she was campaigning, she said, when I'm governor, I'm going to work with the legislature. I know what it is to be a legislator and I know what it is to have a governor that they won't work with us. Well, I'm going to work with the legislature. And then she had more. She so far has had more vetoes than any other governor in the last 50 years and more executive orders. She didn't work with the legislature and ultimately gave no voice to the people. Their elected officials had no voice, and when they tried to contact her directly, they had no voice. So certain industries were hurt worse than others. I'll, I'll say Restaurant and Lodging Association. They went to her multiple times and said, these are our safety plans. And let's remember that businesses know how to create a safety plan. We all have them. And when a crisis hits, you adjust the safety plan. It didn't matter what they did. She would not respond to the people. And she kept people shut down. And she kept kids out of school. And it's coming back to haunt us. Our literacy exams for third graders, we just had more than 50% of our third graders fail them. And she's not coming back and helping students in any way. She keeps saying she's putting money into schools. She hasn't come up with real-life, common-sense solutions to get kids back on track. Let's not forget, she's got national outlets like Politico writing puff pieces about her saying not a single person in Grand Rapids doesn't like this woman. That was a, that was a quote from Politico sometime back. So she, she also campaigned on roads, and she was going to fix the roads. It was all about the roads. Everybody in Michigan was upset about the roads. She campaigns on it. She proposed the 45-cent fuel tax 
which, of course, was so popular, even Democrats wouldn't support it. She's now launching this $3.5 billion bond program. She's got a proposal to add, uh, what is it, uh, is it a billion dollars for transportation, I think it is, is, the latest thing that she's floated out there. But the latest reports are that the roads in Michigan are still just as bad as the day she took office, and we've got an issue with dams and bridges and everything else that she promised to fix, too. She was a single-issue candidate. She said that that was what she was going to do. She has failed to deliver on that. There were a few other things that she said she would focus on. I already mentioned being a governor that works with the legislature and being transparent, which we know no one knew why she was making the decision she was making. Even her chief medical executive came out and said, well, when it came to lockdowns, I was a very small part of that decision, which means it wasn't science. It was political. And then let's take a look at the other thing that she said she was running on, which was clean water. We all remember her campaigning and saying, I just can't stand the thought of our kids not having clean water. I watch the water soak into my rice when I cook it and think of the kids in Flint. Well, look what she did in Benton Harbor. She she had to have, first of all, known something was up in 2018 when the reports were coming through when she was running. But then when she got into office, if that were really her focus, why wasn't she looking at those reports? And if she did see them and she did nothing, then, then look at where we are now. And then when the news broke that Benton Harbor was an issue, what did she do? She hopped on a plane and went to D.C. to campaign for a failed candidate, Terry McAuliffe, and it had nothing to do with Michigan. That had nothing to do with Michigan. That was about her own selfish desires to be seen by the national media on the national stage for her next career choice, which would be Washington, D.C. And let's face it, this entire time she's been governor, she's been focused on being out of Michigan and her next career. And that's why she campaigned to be vice president. And for those of you who are just tuning in right now and you're not familiar with the Benton Harbor situation, the Whitmer administration withheld from the public that there was lead contamination in the water there for over two years. And now, of course, we have these annual, not annual, but, you know, these monthly reports that we have to publish about where you can get your water from. All right. So, Tudor, that's a lot of what's wrong. We could spend probably the next three shows talking about problems in Michigan under her leadership. So what's the solution? What is your platform? What's your campaign? Tell people about you. I come from a steel manufacturing background, so I come from the foundry industry. We made heavy equipment, casting, steel castings for heavy equipment, and then moved into forgings for the automotive industry. So I come from a manufacturing background. And for me, I also have four daughters. I'm a mom of four, four girls that are school age. So I watched what happened with during the pandemic with our kids. And then I really delve deep into what's happening in education in the state of Michigan. And man, we've fallen behind. We're 38th in the nation. And I just told you those reading scores were going lower. I want to focus on education very immediately, right out of the gate. That has to be what we look at because education determines the future of the state. So if we are educating our students well, then we end up with a good workforce and we end up with people wanting to come to the state of Michigan. Population is an issue. We've had people leaving the state. How do we get a million more people into the state, get our tax base up? Well, you got to look at a few things because when somebody wants to move to a state, they look at what the education rate is, how the schools are rated, and they look at public safety. So we have to be focused on education and public safety, but also keeping our students in the state. So whether or not we have vocational, technical schools, or if our students are going to universities, how do we have public-private partnerships to say, these students are so valuable to us, we want to keep them in Michigan. And one of the ways that we do that is we have 
good private companies, and we have to treat them well. Right now, the state of Michigan does not treat our private companies well. We do not have a customer service-based government. This is something that we had seen in the past. It's something that we can remedy quickly. We can get away from this over-regulation. If you go outside of the state of Michigan, which I hear you are, and we lost you, and that's very sad, but you've probably heard this, Michigan is considered a gotcha state if you're a business. The government goes in, gotcha. We're going to cite you. We're going to fine you. This is a governor who put up a shame list, an OSHA shame list during COVID. We have got to be friendly to businesses and make sure we bring more people to the state of Michigan. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here. You can't see it on the live stream, but I'm laughing because you mentioned the lack of customer service in the state of Michigan. And one of the biggest complaints that I've gotten from the audience on the Michigan side of the border has been the secretary of state's office in trying to get anything accomplished or done throughout the pandemic and getting fined for not being able to have their license renewed because they're not allowed to get their license renewed because none of the offices are open. And it's just been a a routine complaint that we get from people on the Michigan side of the border. And I know that when I was having to go through transferring everything over, it was a problem because the, the SOS offices were all closed and they would direct you to the website and the website would direct you back to the closed office to make an appointment and you couldn't get anything done. Oh, it's a horrible situation, whether you are a resident or a business. So the people that are residents that are dealing with their driver's license, with renewing their license plate, all of that, they understand what it is. It's been terrible. After she, Jocelyn Benson came in and said she was going to revamp it and make it so much better, it's become a nightmare to deal with. Well, if you're a trucking company, if you are a car dealership, you deal with that times 10. And those companies are just fed up. And, and I've had folks that have car dealerships that have said we had the opportunity to build two or three more in Michigan and we went to the surrounding states because it's just so darn difficult to do business in Michigan. How frustrating is it as somebody who's from the steel industry? You know, obviously it's sad for everybody kind of in this area, just watching what's happened to the automobile industry in in Michigan and in Detroit in particular, but you're from the steel industry and there's a rich, proud heritage there in the state of Michigan. And it's, it, you have this ability to once again be a powerhouse and steel is so very important and it just seems like it's not being taken advantage of by anybody. Well, no, I, it's been hard for us. It was very hard in the steel industry to do business in the state of Michigan and workforce is a major problem. So I saw us losing that skilled workforce because folks were getting older and retiring and I saw foundries just disappear. We're fortunate to have the foundries that we still have, but this is a, a, metaphor for the rest of skilled skilled trades because if you see what happened with foundries now look at electricians and plumbers when i talk to the folks that are teaching and having new apprentice plumbers they say we can't even find them and you know the rest of america is not going to see it until they call when their toilet's clogged and they say we'll come in two weeks but this is a real problem that we're not in our middle and high schools and telling students There are jobs outside of college degrees, and that might fit you because we need to make sure that we have those folks with college degrees, but we also have those folks with skilled trades certificates. And sometimes those are the people that end up with multi-million dollar businesses. So this idea that we're shaming people with certificates is absolutely the wrong the wrong choice because these are fantastic careers that can turn into amazing businesses. All right. How can people support your campaign? Check us out at TudorDixon.com. It's T-U-D-O-R-D-I-X-O-N.com. And we're on Facebook and Twitter at Tudor Dixon. Tudor, thank you so much for the time. I really do appreciate it. Best of luck in the campaign, and I look forward to having you on again. Thank you so much. All right. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. 
Casey Hendrickson.